hey friends, welcome to the Lens of Faith podcast. The Holy Spirit has put an important message on my heart today, a word that I feel He wants me to share with you. I actually just shared this last night at a Bible study. I pray that it really encourages you in this time of unrest in our nation, in our own personal lives. With everything that's going on, what we need right now is hope. We are in a time right now where a lot of believers, after this election and the results not looking the way that they thought it should look, have allowed fear to grip their hearts. Along with the pandemic and the virus and everything else, there has been a heavy cloud of fear on God's people, those that know who God is. But in Philippians, God tells us, Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition and with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Do not be anxious about anything. God tells us over and over in His Word to be strong and courageous and to trust in Him and to present our requests to Him. He doesn't tell us to complain or worry. Instead, He tells us to get into our secret place and spend time with Him because in His presence there is perfect peace. I know in my own friendships or relationships or just people in general, when I see that there's a lot of worry and complaining coming out of their mouth and they seem very anxious, that tells me one thing, that they have not fully trusted in God. Because when we fully trust in God, we can rest easy knowing that He has our back, He is who He says He is, and He never forsakes the righteous. It's one thing to be disappointed initially when you find out something or if you hear some bad news, but don't allow fear and confusion and anxiety to grip your heart. You know, there's been so much going on in our country, you know, in particular with this election drama. All these months, I know so many, I've gotten so many text messages and messages, listen to this prophet, listen to this word, listen to this leader, you know, hour long, you know, broadcast to listen to the word of God, listen to this prophetic word of what's going to happen. I was like, if I get one more YouTube video sent to me. It was really becoming ridiculous. I just remember after like an onslaught of videos and messages and you know, watch this, listen to this, it's what's going to happen. I really felt the Holy Spirit get my attention in that moment. And he told me, you know, my people are looking to man more than they're looking to me. They're looking to man. They're spending more time listening to man. And that's where their hope lies. I'm not saying not to listen to any of the Christian leaders out there, But more than ever, we need to have discernment in this hour, and we need to be more familiar with God's voice than with man's voice. For God is the only one that has the final say. Man will always disappoint us, but God alone is perfect in all of His ways. You have on one end prophets that are apologizing for something they said. Then you have on the other end, like, don't give up. You know, it's not over. You know, God's going to do what he said he's going to do. So you have both sides, right? And these are both spiritual leaders that God loves, his children. So it can be very confusing. I know I just said this, but I feel I need to say it again. In all of this, all these words circulating, all these prophetic words, these, you know, news sources, all these things that are circulating that have been giving people hope, you know, in this time, God has really shook me up and got my attention. And he told me so clearly that my people don't even know my voice. You know, they need to become more familiar with my voice than with man's voice. 
You see, friends, man will always disappoint. Man is not perfect. Men can and will get it wrong. But God alone is trustworthy. He is our only hope. And He is the perfect news source. So we need to go to the perfect source that never disappoints and hear from God ourselves. I'm not saying to never listen to man. I mean, there's shows that I like. There's certain people that I like to listen to that bring encouragement, but they are not my source. They are not who I go to for the hope I need, for the clarity I need. And that is why I continue to hark over and over that God is calling the church to discernment in this hour. When to turn something on, when to turn it off, when to make a right, when to make a left, because he is raising us up for such a time as this. And he is looking for those that are going to seek after him that know his voice and his voice is louder than any other voice. So friends, I encourage you to turn off the noise, you know, turn off the YouTube videos, turn off CNN or Fox News or whatever other news source that has been louder and more constant than the voice of God in your life. I blogged about this years ago, and I recently did a podcast. God won't let this go. You know, He's constantly reminding me that we need to cut out the middleman, which is any outside voice, so we can get familiar with His voice. He's looking for us to cultivate intimacy with Him above all. Far too many Christians are spending hours listening to outside sources, and they might be good. You know, the middleman is good. (laughs) Honestly, I'm the middleman, right? Listening to this podcast, I'm the middleman. And there's nothing wrong with listening to the middleman. They can be anointed leaders, anointed prophets who bring encouragement. And that's what prophecy is meant to do, is to bring encouragement to the body of Christ. But if that's all we know, and we bank on what they're saying, And then when things don't look the way that we think it's supposed to look, and it shakes us up and we get discouraged, then that is a quick reminder that we have emotionally invested too much time in man other than God. Because friends, God is the only one that never disappoints, and He alone offers the perfect solution. The one that still sits on the throne is our only hope. God is calling us to shut everything off and to press in. He is after our hearts, and more now than ever, when He is exposing corruption, He's shaking up America, He's looking for the remnant, He's pulling those that He has prepared and set apart, we have to know His voice, and it has to be louder than any man's. I believe it's very revealing when I see a person get so shook up and angry when they have been following somebody that has not met their expectations. I might be using this election turnout as an example, but this applies to any area of our lives. You might even be angry at God right now or disappointed with God because you thought that He was supposed to do something a certain way in your timeline. But let me remind you, friends, that God is God. He does not fit in our human logical box. You know, He is still the God of Moses. He is still the God of Lazarus. He is still the God of Joseph. And he's still the God of Noah. You know, Lazarus is a perfect example. I mean, not only did he die, but he was deader than dead, right? I mean, I don't know what that means, but he was. Jesus could have come and raised him from the dead right away. But why did he wait four days to raise Lazarus from the dead? 
You know, the Bible says Lazarus was smelling at that point. You know, he was decaying, right? His family was weeping, like upset with Jesus. Like, why weren't you here? The one you love, you just let him die. You could have healed him. You know, where were you? We've been waiting for you. And he's like, you of little faith, please. (laughs) Am I not God? And he just walks in and he raises him from the dead. You know, when Jesus heard that Lazarus was sick, he told his sisters, you know, this sickness will not end in death. No, it's for God's glory so that God's son may be glorified through it. I tell you, friends, God loves to baffle human logic, you know, because when it's all said and done, it's going to be so great and so illogical and so impossible that only he will get the credit. Only he will get the glory. When it's all said and done, no man will be able to boast. He loves to show up in impossible ways. He showed up in impossible ways in the Bible, and he still does today. God still resurrects dead things. You know, God's ways are always different, always bigger, always better than we could have ever imagined. And he sees the bigger picture. We see what's in front of us. We have small vision compared to God's vision. So we need his perspective. We need the lens of faith. And that's the basis of this whole podcast is having the lens of faith. Here, Jesus got so much more glory, right? Four days after Lazarus died, even more than he would have got if he would have raised him from the dead right away, right? He just really wants to show like, this is my timing. When I do things, I do what I say I'm going to do. I need people to stand up in faith and not be wishy-washy. If I say it, I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter what it looks like on man's calendar. You know, this is God's calendar, not man's. And if you look throughout the Bible, you will see that in almost every Bible story, God does things His way and His timing, but it produces miracles that are talked about for generations and generations. He has such a bigger, better plan than ours. He's a perfect God with perfect plans, and we are not. And so He is looking for those that know His voice, that desire intimacy with Him more than a good word. And another thing that God was telling me is that we have to be very careful as believers that we do not idolize the outcome or the promises more than the promise keeper ourselves. Let me say that again. If your hope lies only in the outcome or the promises God has given you, and that is your main focus, and that's your reason why you hold on, then you need to have a heart check. Because God wants you to crave Him more than the promises and more than the outcomes. Because really, He is in the waiting. He is in the waiting. We are not to be anxious about anything. I love that old song, you know, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will become strangely dim. Isn't that the truth? We need to praise Him in the storm. We need to seek Him in the storm. We need to be encouraged by who He is. We need to get into His Word where there's peace. We need to purify our hearts, set our hearts before Him, and rid ourselves of any way that does not please Him. I encourage you to just sit in silence and just have a heart check and just cry out to God and say, you know, Lord, if there's been any idols in my heart, even ones I don't see or know about, I repent. Please remove them from my heart. Purify my heart. Cleanse my heart. I want a heart that pleases you, Lord God. 
I want to be pleasing to you with my attitudes, with how I speak to others, and with how I treat others. I'll tell you, friends, God is after our hearts. He's after our hearts more than He is the outcome, more than He is our future, more than He is our ministry, more than He is anything else. God is after our hearts. And once He really has our hearts, that's when He starts to really trust us with His kingdom business. And the more we cultivate that intimacy with Him, give Him our hearts, that's where the peace that passes all understanding comes from, you know, where we don't battle the fear and the anxiety. He becomes our joy and He becomes everything we need, even in the storm. That's really living our best life. And that only becomes a reality when we are closely connected to Jesus and we make His presence our priority. Everything good flows from a heart that's His. You know, I can speak on great, crazy faith from experience. I've been waiting over seven years for some crazy-looking, impossible miracles to happen. I have a lot of prophecies, and I love prophecy. I mean, I have a lot of prophecies. I mean, epic words that I've been holding on to. But really, it's not the prophecies I hold on to. God has confirmed to me personally everything that has been spoken. And my relationship with Him in this season of waiting has been richer than I've ever imagined it could be. He's done so much in my heart, in my life, in my ministry. He's given me wisdom beyond my years. He's given me amazing divine appointments. He's given me that favor that follows radical obedience. You know, people might walk out on your life. People might not understand. You might look foolish, but so did almost every single person in the Bible. You know, I'm living a modern day Bible story and God wants to show his people that he still is the same God of Noah and Lazarus and Moses. He is still that same God. He truly is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we have to believe this without even 1% of doubt, my friends. Because if we do have any doubt, then the enemy will come in and he will mess with our minds. He will mess with our attitude. He'll try to grip our hearts with fear and hopelessness and confusion. And we will feel so discouraged that we'll stay hidden. We'll stay silent. But this is not the time for the church to be silent. God is raising us up for such a time as this to do more than we've ever imagined. And I believe great revival will happen in America's future and our future if we get back to the heart of God, the simple gospel. So yes, God is doing a new thing. I believe that. But really the new thing is the old thing, right? The new thing comes from Intimacy with Jesus, the simple gospel, spending time with Him, turning off your phone, turning off the YouTube, turning off the news, turning off the text messages, anything that is distracting you from hearing from God for yourself. So I encourage you, friends, to cut out the middleman and know God's voice. May His voice be louder than man's, clearer than man's. And that your hope would be in what God says. So when man does fail, you are not shook by it. It doesn't rock your world because your hope was never in man. You might feel a little sting like, oh, that's a bummer. But it's not going to shake you up. Your hope will be in God who never misspeaks, who is the God of his word. 
When he says it, it comes to pass. He is not man that he would change his mind. So you need to hold on to hope, and that hope is in Jesus. Fear not, friends. The enemy uses fear to paralyze us, to shut us up and cause us to feel defeated. But this is not a fight that he will win, for God has already won the victory. We are more than conquerors in him. So boldly declare the truth of who God is with authority and put your crown on. Worship dismantles fear and prayer brings clarity and studying God's word brings peace. Remember, friends, God wants to show off in us for him. But in order to do that, he needs to purify our heart. He needs to be the rock in our lives that we cling on to. I love what Romans 8 says. What shall we say in response to these things that are happening? If God is for us, who can be against us? In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, nor the present nor the future, nor any powers can separate us. Now that's the hope that we cling on to. I really hope that this message has encouraged you to get back to the heart of God. I pray for you that you would crave discernment in this hour, that you would desire intimacy with Jesus above all, that he would be your source, he would be your hope, he would be your all in all. I break off all confusion, fear, and discouragement off of you in the name of Jesus, and I call you to rise up, to declare the truth of who you are and who God is, his unchanging character. We must watch what we say. Our words are powerful. So Lord, we repent for any spoken word, any thought, any attitude that has not pleased you and aligned with your word and who you are. We humbly come before you, Lord, and we just pray that you would just do whatever it is that you need to do in our hearts, Lord God. We thank you for being our hope. Thank you for your faithfulness and your unconditional love toward our country, toward us, toward the world, toward people, Lord God. Thank you that you've never given up on us. Even when we have given up on ourselves or the situation or people, you do not give up on a heart that is surrendered to you. We will trust you even when there's unmet expectations that we have. We will not carry a heart of disappointment, but we will keep our heart free of any offense and disappointment and anger, Lord God, so that you can just move through us and we can hear your voice clearly, Lord. Thank you for who you are. Thank you for your redeeming power that you redeem, restore, and recover everything that we have lost that the enemy has tried to steal from us. We thank you for who you are in your majesty and in your power. And we thank you in advance before we see it with our natural eyes, Lord God. We thank you and we celebrate in advance for what you're going to do, how you're working behind the scenes, how you're making all things right for our good and your glory. You are the promise maker and the promise keeper. So we thank you in advance. We don't have to wait to see it in order to believe it, Lord God. We will be people of faith. We will rise up in this hour. We will have discernment and we will be who you are calling us to be. Give us the bravery, Lord God, the strength that we need, the fearlessness to be the people of God that you have called us to be. To you be all the glory. Amen. Make sure to sign up to get all the blog and podcast updates at leahmariecarson.com. Follow on Instagram at The Lens of Faith. 
subscribe to the Lens of Faith podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. Remember, friends, life becomes clearer when you focus through the lens of faith. Talk to you soon. Bye.